Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of NFT Chats with the Alphabots. We are live from HQ once again with Cody at the helm. This episode, we'll be taking a super deep dive into NFT gaming and the BattleBot Arena. If you haven't seen already, there was a super detailed thread release giving a real nice breakdown of BattleBot Arena and what to expect. That is from our Twitter page as well as the Alphabot Society official Discord. Hope you enjoy. Hello, hello. Gotcha, I hear you. All right, there was some weird stuff going on in the beginning, but I think I'm good now. What's going on, Junior? How you doing? Doing well, Cody. It was, uh, yeah, my, my phone glitched out there for a second, so I was wondering what was going on. But happy Alphabot Thursday, everybody. Yeah, we're here. And yeah, I think you noticed I, I ended up reusing the NFT chat just up top here. NFT chat with the Alphabots. I feel like it reads well um, because, it, it you know, we're an NFT project. So right off the bat, NFT chat with us, here's what we're covering. Um, so a way to kind of recycle, reuse, and evolve here to kind of keep the message coming out. Love it, man. Love it. And yeah, I mean, we're going to get into it in more detail here in a little bit, but pretty big day with that thread dropping that that long awaited bba thread oh yeah some people some insight you know a lot of it um stuff we've said a lot but i feel like consolidating it into that big message will will help because i feel like i get a lot of isolated messages about specific things with it and i'm like well okay here this will help we've got even more stuff coming but again i'm gonna dive super deep into it uh here in a little bit but that thread popped off real quick <laughs> people were excited to see it yeah it was super informative um I, I i saw obviously as you mentioned there was some some things reused there within the thread but also some some brand new graphics uh, the video of it looked like you know a desktop version or something of um bba scrolling through the weapons the the configuration yeah, man, a whole lot, a whole lot to unpack there. Looking forward to hearing more. Absolutely, and yeah, I'll probably just give it one more minute because you know these things are recorded and and people get in here. But I will take this uh, second real quick that um, your Web three Office Hours podcast that you've been running is is great. You know, you had us on the on the first episode, and then that second episode, I just kind of listened in to kind of hear the topics because I love the approach of like, all right, here's the prompt. Let's let's talk about it with these individual people. And it's all different perspectives. So I was listening in the other day um, while I was working and uh, there's something in there that I kind of want to bring up for everybody, too, that I I loved what he said. I forgot who said it. You may remember, but um, audience versus community. And when he was talking about that, that that really struck with me. And I've been kind of sitting on that for a few days and I want to prompt that up to everybody here in an isolated situation. But uh, I loved that little snippet that he said and. For anybody who hasn't been to one of um, Crypto Juniors, and he's you got your co-host Patrick, right? Um, their Web Three Office Hours podcast is is great. You should tune into it. Yeah, I thought it was a really good topic, and I think um, the person that did originally bring it bring it up in the first um, session was was George, and then we sort of um, elaborated or, or decided to take a deeper dive into that topic. 
but yeah, just for the audience, the 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 conversation there was around, you know, like audience, like building an audience, which is like, in my opinion, looking at it like quantity, like just getting getting your awareness out there, versus like building a community, which which uh, we equated to qu um, quality, so a specific set. Um, so I think I think you know each one is very much viable depending on where you are in your growth strategy. But yeah, um, it was a really good discussion and would love to, you know, hear what you, your take on it is. Cause I think alpha boss has done a little bit of both and has done a really good job of both. So yeah, it'd be cool to get your take on that as well. For sure. And, and yeah, here to, I can kind of open everything up with that too, just kind of nudging into it. Um, but like you said, I, I kind of felt like uh, we were doing a little bit of both. I think there's that that audience feel of we, people want to see new holders engaging, and even we would love to see you know the it grow and there be more people interested. But whether it be holders or at a base level of just watching the project, and and because the series is free to watch, but to engage with it, you know, you got to be a holder. So there's that barrier of entry. But uh, I feel like we're on both of those tips because of that. You know, we've got things for our holders which is our community but then we've the bigger pictures to try to get a bigger audience to then get people into that community so it's kind of you know a, a pyramid you got to funnel the people in that way but i loved his distinction of of recognizing those two things there, there's an audience and then there's a community and you know right now all, all of you right here are community you know you're the people that are here right now as we're talking listening in and and you hold just as much weight, if not more, than an audience of people that may you know tune in here or there and appreciate from a distance. You know the, the community is what's going to help um, push it forward. It's those early adopters and those people that really ride or die for it. So I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, a good way to open it up, but um, wanted to give you a nudge there too because that was a great conversation. I, I like the the two sides of the coin there. Um, yeah, spicy. You want to add some to that real quick? Yeah, so to caveat on to the end of that, um, I've been kind of trying to do some thinking on my own as well. And um, you, you're you just talking about how the community is kind of split where we have things that people that aren't actually a part of the community can come in and engage too. Um, but not, I feel, I don't know, I don't know the right way to go about this, the right way to put it. I, I guess that I'm going to form it, format it more into a question. Have you been thinking about other ideas or potential other ways that people that aren't holders of the community can come in and engage and then just use that to help fuel their growth to want to become a holder? 100%. And I feel like that's a big token of, of where we're at right now is, you know, we're coming up on that year mark and, and NFT world, you know, how how long is have people been around for two three years other than you know the the beacons the the board apes or the crypto punks or whatever you know we're in such a new industry that there's there there isn't that longevity just yet um, there are people striving for it there are people who have gone longer than others but yeah from our perspective you know you drop and you sell two holders but then over time if it's going to be a viable business like we would like it to be in a viable brand that you don't have to just be a holder to connect with it. Um, but still, you know, you, you want to give those incentives of like, there are perks to being a holder, uh, if you want to be that level of a contributor or that level of a fan. 
Um, you know, cause there's people that watch football on TV for free, but then there's the people that go to the games and paint their faces and they, they cry if their team doesn't win or even flip a car, you know, like there's that level of, in, of involvement. And then there's people that are just like, Oh yeah, that was a good throw. And then they don't even think about it five minutes later, you know? So w- there's that, there's that point that we're at right now, especially within the, e- the ecosystem and industry that we're in, that it's, you got to appeal to an audience and then funnel those audience members into community members at some point. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I didn't think we'd open up like that, but I think it was a, a good way to kind of ease into everything. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and get started now. It looks like we've got enough people in here and, and we can get rolling. But um, yeah, I wanted to first acknowledge that, that space that we had last week. I, I felt, you know, after these few days, it, I felt that it went really well and i mean even looking at the numbers alone there were 520 people that tuned in you know that's that's crazy there definitely wasn't that many people here while we were doing it but it's cool to see that you know we can say these things record these things and people will get caught up at a different time and that we do have going back to that audience word again we do have that big of an audience um and and people are interested to hear those things that we have to say um and it even went to the point that uh Nilo, and you're in here, or Nilo, you know, I've never said your name out loud before, so I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but you even gave us a a shout out and kind of did a a thread recapping, kind of giving some insight on on Polygon and what that looks like, because that was a topic that we went over last time. And I I felt that was great. You know, that means we had a discussion that was worthwhile, and and then other community members will take those messages and uh, carry it on in their own light and add add their own uh, insight to it. So I want to thank you for one for doing that, but also... Um, it, it was great to see that that space connected with that many people. So, um, and on that note, just to kind of recap a, a little bit there on the, on the polygon topic, um, you know, the, the polygon move, cause I saw a lot of people after in the discord, they were just like, wait, polygon, some people hearing it for the first time, even though we've said it for a lot, some people haven't heard anything about it in a while and didn't know what was happening. Um, so I just want to kind of note on that for a second, just for the record that, you know, it's not happening super soon. So you don't need to gear up right now. I'm just kind of giving everybody, I, I acknowledge it every time we talk, just so, you know, it, it's been said and we we're still striving towards that. But I want to um, recap that, you know, when we, when this topic first came up, it was that staggering moment with like BBA, Polygon, BBA, Polygon, which one do we do first? Because ultimately the BBA needs to have a connection to a data source in order for us to play and do we want that data source to be what we've been running with um or do we want it to move to a new blockchain and then reference that blockchain data you know that was a staggering moment for us but then when we decided we're just going to fulfill bba and do polygon after you know that's where our mindset is so bba is being rolled out now and then the polygon topic will be a more prevalent thing after that rolls out and you, everybody will have plenty of time to gear up for that and then also we'll have a more clear idea of how that's happening and you know do you need to make a new wallet or can we drop it with the cdc DeFi wallet addresses you know you know how all of those logistics are gonna fall into place will fall into place at that point but um yeah just and if anybody listening now wants more insight on that topic go back and listen to our space from last week we talk about polygon in more detail but um yeah i wanted this space to be more about you know bba and uh nft gaming and things like that but yeah just wanted to recap last week's a little bit um oh and one other thing that kind of stemmed from that i i mentioned it on the space last week and you know given what went down last week i'd mentioned that we'd reached out to cdc just to 
open that line of communication. You know, on, on the day to day, we don't talk that often. We talk when we've got airdrops we need to put out or um, they're just generally kind of giving us a message. But um, over the past few months, while we've been building out BBA and do, really sinking our teeth into the lore and everything, you know, we don't rely on them for too much. So I just wanted to reach out and be like, hey, they're given all that 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 happened. There's still projects here. Us and Psycho Kitties, Mad Hairs, Bollies are still pushing. You know, there's still a lot of projects that are uh, bringing a lot to the table. And um, if we can have an open dialogue here, I'd love to work with you guys more. And then I, we ended up having a call this Monday. Um, and I got to say, it was it was a great call. You know, we hadn't talked like that since before our drop when we were all just like, you know, getting to know each other and, and uh, rubbing elbows and trying to be nice, you know. It's been almost uh, coming up on a year now since that drop. And this was like a really, really good conversation. And we got to I, I can't say too much of what they got going on behind the scenes, but I can say that they're making some moves internally to better be prepared for, um, you know, what all what the marketplace is right now. And that was really reassuring to hear. And they also, you know, been watching us from a distance a little bit. And um, one of the things that they said that made me laugh, they're like, you guys are just so independent, like you don't really need us uh, to fulfill what you're doing. And it's like, yeah, we don't need you to help us do what we're bringing to the table. We just want your help with, you know, pushing that forward and acknowledging that what we're doing is worthwhile and, you know, having that, that partnership there, but we're not relying on your dev team to build our utility. You know, we, we're doing all of that. So it was good to kind of, uh, have that conversation again. And we walked away from it. Oh, also gave, uh, gave him a demo of BBA. I was like, you guys probably haven't seen any of this. So boom, gave him a demo. And they were like, well, <laughs> they loved it. And they were like, how can we help support this? Um, give us all the content that you have. And I was like, well, wait, hold up. We're, we're putting together a promo video for BBA. Let's do that. And then we'll, we'll do a marketing push. So it's I say all that crazy. to say you know, they're about to support us with this. Oh, sorry. What's up? No, no, I was just about to say, it was like, we just want you to acknowledge that we exist. That's it. Like, just, just like, just, you know, maybe a few tweets in here and there. <laughs> like, we're not asking for much over here. That's all I had to say. It's like, it's like, come on, CDC. We see you promoting like every other project, some that even came after us. But, you know, you're sleeping on us, man. That's, that's just, just, just say, just a tweet every now and then. That's all we're looking for. Nothing much. <laughs> <laughs> right and you know in, in nicer words that's kind of how i approached it i was just like hey is there something we should know like i i haven't seen you guys like anything in a while you know are you mad at us um but no yeah there was just a little bit of that disconnect and and we walked away from it um you know on a on a really good note and they they agreed to uh put back some marketing dollars behind what we've got rolling out and i was like with everything going on with the lore and bba rolling out we've got plenty of content and we're gonna be making this hype video for bba as like a teaser and then after that we've got on our content calendar that we're gonna make like a a trailer for the lore to kind of help push people in that direction so i was telling them i was like between, between those two teasers like those are two big drops right there that you could help um, push with us. So, and they, they totally agreed. There was no, there was no backlash. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to fill you guys in on that, that, you know, in, in lieu of the darkness that happened, there was some light that came out of it. And um, I feel like we're now on a better page with, with CDC on, um, you know, where we stand with everything and they're going to come back and su support us the way that they were a few months ago. So that, that was good to, Good to hear. Good to talk about.
Um, yeah, and the, yeah, go for it. Yeah, the Go other ahead. thing I wanted to add there was, uh, I mean, obviously there's speculations. My my opinions are that obviously they probably felt some type of way when the decision to go um, Polygon versus Kronos may have been. Who knows? Probably not. I don't know. That's just my guess. But I like as you were as you were sharing there, the thing that I just thought about is like, if anything, I'm glad that they feel the way they do now after seeing, you know, the stuff that they've been sleeping on. But um, in a way, they should see it as, as it as a awesome opportunity for them as well. Because think about it, we've already been a successful um, project on their platform. They the Crypto.com NFT platform is is bridged to Polygon already. Like this is a great story of a project that's leaving the platform, not leaving the platform, but expanding outside of the platform, and is going to make a name for itself outside of. Of, of crypto.com ecosystem, but it's also always going to tie back. And I think you brought up a great point in the last conversation when you shared that we're not leaving the platform. Like we're still like the NFT platform is integrated with both, both of them. So we're not actually going anywhere. Uh, we're actually expanding, you know? So, so I think, yeah, if, if they, if, if that was the case of maybe I was right and they flip their mindset and look at the potential growth and awareness that this could, this could bring. I mean, look at Utes, right? On the, on the Solana side, moving to ethereum and and um yeah ethereum and polygon i believe so i mean this is this is in the same thing they're not leaving solana um they're still going to be on there i believe but uh yeah so anyway i think i think it's nice to hear that that they've sort of um <laughs> they're, they're finally seeing all the things that we've been seeing and and i think you know it's like you said it's like a reuniting um bond and it's actually going to be i think even stronger and and grow faster so we'll see yeah and i'm actually glad you acknowledged that again um and the whole notion of they were upset they're not going to chronos it no that like that's not at all the case because you even saw like the the drop that just happened this week the the meta dolls they dropped on ethereum but it was still a uh cdc curated project and so there's no there's there's no beef there about that and there never was you know they extended the hand of do you guys want to do this and we at first were like okay yeah it sounds like we have to um but then we took that step back and discussed internally and i even talked with some of the other projects and yeah we we ultimately landed on polygon but it wasn't like a bite the hand that feeds you it wasn't a slap in their face or anything and they didn't take it like that either it, it was it was nothing like that um and yeah, it's a good. I'm glad you mentioned that again. That even in that move, we're not moving off of crypto.com. It's not anything like that. They're still gonna back us, and with you know, ideally all these like the marketing stuff that they're about to do for us now. Even when we go over there, still gonna be the same thing. We're still gonna be featured on their site. It's still, you know, we're still a curated project from them, and our roots are with them. So yes, it is beneficial to see a project uh, evolve like that and continue to to deliver for both parties, for for them and for us. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that junior, just to kind of reiterate that fact. Um, but yeah, all in all good, good conversations with CDC. And, uh, I'm, I hear a lot of the other projects kind of ha- reached out and wanted to get some insight too. So I think there may be something coming up. I don't want to say anything too soon, but we wanted to get everybody together in some way, shape or form, but, uh, we'll see who that falls on. I just told her I'm game. <laughs> so um yeah so off of that and to kind of into you know the main topic of stuff which i think most people are excited about bba and and then just the overall topic of of gaming in nfts um 
and yeah, junior spicy, feel free to, you know, stop me at any point, you know, I can ramble, but if there's something you think we should discuss a little bit more or expand upon, um, yeah, just chime in, let me know. But, uh, yeah, I think everybody saw, or most people here probably saw the, uh, tweet thread that we put out earlier. It's, you know, 14 tweets all in a row, just kind of recapping what BBA is for everybody. Um, why does it matter and what to expect and everything like that. And I was mentioning at the beginning of this space, uh, you know, I get asked a bunch of isolated questions about BBA and especially given, you know, it's been a long awaited thing for a while. Uh, some people like uh, walked away from NFTs and came back and they're like, Oh, it's still not out. Like what's going on. And, and, you know, there's a little bit of whatever that comes with that. So um, in in lieu of all these things that we're dropping um, for the rollout of BBA, you know, that's a, it's a good way to kind of reignite the flame and let everybody know that, okay, this, this is actually coming. Like we finished chapter seven, we're doing BBA, then we'll keep going with the lore. Um, so this is like the priority right now and what's being rolled out. Um, but in, in that, you know, I want to clarify for everybody, we're, we're treating this as if it is a drop of its own and there are kind of precursor things that lead up to it. It's not like we're just going to, okay, boom, it's available, go do it. So, you know, right now, what to expect over these next few weeks um, is I'm currently working on a, a nice little landing page going over BBA in more detail than what that thread is as far as, like, explaining um, the perks for each legendary, going into the game mechanics, how uh, rewards are, uh, like, the point rewards, how that reward system works, and then even a, a little in-browser demo of, the configurator and everything so it'll be a super fun way to for obviously everybody who's been here to get a better look at what it is but also for people that are sitting on the sidelines you know show them what's what's coming what's about to happen and it's not too late it's not like we just dropped this landing page and everything's live right now it's like no it's here this is what's coming okay it's there's still time to latch in and get in there um and on top of that travis has played he's working on that um that video that uh, teaser video for BBA. So we're kind of split up right there so that that video can be on the landing page. But that video is also, you know, our main marketing piece of content that will roll out and then get, uh, give to CDC and they're going to put something behind and uh, get it out there to let people know, okay, this is what it looks like and it's still coming. Um, and from there, you know, then we get into the faction master beta testing uh, which will do that snapshot to uh, whitelist all of the Discord IDs to get those people in there and let you guys demo it and also give us a demo at a bigger audience to make sure nothing's breaking, nothing's broken, and, you know, stress test it. Um, and from there, we then want to open it up to uh, everybody, to the entire community. You can log in, you can view your assets, you can see everything that's in the dashboard. You just won't the game won't be or like the bracket won't be on yet and then after that we'll start up and open up the bracket you know so complete transparency on how this rollout campaign is going to work that, that's what it's going to look like and that's what you can kind of expect but um yeah we're just kind of camp we got to build that hype up campaign and let people know that this is this is happening get some bots get some weapons here's what it looks like Ooh, fomo 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 <laughs> you know like you, you know the whole deal of doing a doing an nft drop but at the same time it's not a drop this is already here uh, or you don't have to buy anything to get into it unless you don't have an alphabet or a weapon of course but you know for the people that are already here it's just now this expansion is open the first expansion pack um but yeah spicy what's up i see you got a hand up so when it comes to the faction masters being the ones coming through and 
beta tests and everything, do you have a rough idea in your mind right now how long the beta test will go on for and how frequent those rounds will be? Um, we can start off with that for right now. Yeah, great question. So, um, yeah, we definitely won't run the Faction Masters through the entire bracket, the, the entire 19 battles. Uh, it'll probably just be like a like a week long. We'll, we'll do one each night or something like that. I'm going to get with Zen Monk to nail down exactly the frequency, but it will be, like you said, multiple battles with the Faction Masters um, in, in like a red versus blue style. It's not like, okay, this faction's fighting tonight or this one's fighting tomorrow. It's for the beta testing, just red versus blue. Pick a team, arm your bots and submit them, and we're going to run everything and see... Uh, make sure it's all working. Um, but yeah, then faction versus faction, that first game mode will open up for the whole community, like when it's the the actual start of the first season. All right. And so then to caveat off the end of that, roughly how long, how long of a period of time are you looking to for the turnaround after the beta? A few weeks, a week, a month? Like what? what is your ideal turnaround time for at the official launch to the public uh, for BBA? Good question. Um, so ideally, you know, we do this beta testing and we're like, okay, everything worked. We'll open it up next week. <laughs> you know, but if there are things that need to be fixed, it, it would be dependent on, you know, what it is. But I, what's in our favor is it's it's a web app and a configurator. So it's not like there's, and the game mechanics are all just like simulated as far as like the numbers that get spit out based on the numbers that are put in. So I, I can't imagine when you say a month, I would, I kind of eked at that. I was like, if we do beta testing and then it drops a month later, I wouldn't want that. That's not at all in the plan. So ideally one week, realistically, maybe two. Um, but yeah, as, as soon as possible after the beta testing is, is when we want it to go out. But ideally we go out and it's like at a, 90% and there's just a few little things that oh this looks weird on mobile or this image didn't load because it was named slightly wrong you know um, it, it should just be little things like that so, so something I wanted to share just and I'm sure you, you guys have already probably thought about this but just coming from the software testing background um, do you do you think uh, th there could be any outliers um, with it with it that you're doing the testing slightly different than how it's going to actually run that red versus blue versus faction um, because I know in the, in the past when I was testing stuff and we you know would test it slightly differently and then go live there was always a chance of, of you know some things being missing not saying it needs to be perfect when it releases but just out of curiosity yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's the that's been the bane of my existence for the past 10 years too. being a being a web developer, you know, you roll it out and you're like, all right, should be good. You launch it live and then the client goes and they're like, this button doesn't work. And you're like, oh, shit. OK, fixed. <laughs> you know, like there's there's little things like that. But as far as like outliers, I'm I'm not going to say, nope, we've got every patch sealed. But I, I can't at this moment, you know, we've we, we think we've thought of it. I don't know what would be unless somebody like Johnny's got a lot of bots. Maybe something takes a second for him to load or, or, uh, but I don't, I don't know. You know, it's hard to think about those outliers before they're here. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, it, it it's still a web app and an application. So it's not like a video game that would involve a lot of heavy lifting as far as we need to implement something completely new into the game in order to fix this issue. You know, uh, so I feel like there, there's that 
that's where I feel a little bit more comfortable with it is because it's, it's within that realm and not, you know, completely 3d world interface and the players falling through this corner of the map, you know, that, that would be a little bit of a nightmare. Uh, yeah, spicy. So you were, you were talking about how you're not really too concerned about a lot of different things when it comes to BBA, um, other than like little tiny things. Um, well, based off of the, previous mini game that was released and it coming out after the fact and people realizing that you could tamper it from the outside what have you guys done if anything at all to prevent people from tampering with bba as a whole from your guys's side great question beautiful question and yeah i want to clarify the uh the outlier or what was it outposter outpost invaders that little game boy mini game that we did for it was chapter four i believe three or four um yeah the whole issue with that is you know that one was and the way that people were cheating was because you could play the game with like the arrow keys on your keyboard or on your phone you know people can write a script to basically just hit those keys faster than a human would and, and speed through and there's like a delegated map to go down so you just consistently keep running that so that's how people were cheating in it but also it was a game that we had built in three weeks you know it was just a little mini game to put up didn't expect really that for that to happen and then the timer people like the timer was going fast on one browser but then slow on another it was just yeah that you just brought back nightmares for me but this this one's way different in the sense of you know this is a developed web app and game with uh, authorization and we worked with Zen Monk who's a back-end developer who that was the whole part of his part of his side of this is the game mechanics and the security and double checking once the team is submitted that it's coming from a valid um, user that you know there's a lot of security that's put in place for BBA that there wasn't security for the outpost invaders it was just like you know a little web game meant to have some fun but then yeah the the degens in the world and those people that or software people or, or um, web developers like me, they're just like, oh, here's how I can cheat and do this. <laughs> so a little bit of slap in the face, learned a lesson there that, okay, let's, if we're going to build something like that, let's do it with a, a few more weeks heads up and put in some login and everything um, that validates these things. But yeah, to, to the point of BBA has 150 times the security that, <laughs> uh, the outpost invaders game had so yeah we won't have that issue that's definitely something that i'm glad to hear you guys have definitely thought about beforehand <laughs> i mean uh not that i'm really too concerned about it but it's just one of those things that you know it's someone might ask it then it's something i feel as as a community member it's better to ask than not know thousand percent yeah and i'm glad you brought that up too because i'm sure you weren't the only one thinking it <laughs> um but yeah let's see i've got a few little notes right here um oh yeah th this was a, a point that uh, you know just to bring it up because i'm sure we're gonna see it um just went over the you know the run of show of what this is gonna look like over the next few weeks is as we get to rolling it out um and I already saw one comment in the thing earlier, and I'm sure it's not going to be the only one. But at the end of the day, you know, there are going to be people that fud this um, because I think some people hear game and they think video game um, or they 
hear Magic the Gathering and they think we got to collect all these things and it's live action. You play in the moment. And, blah, blah, blah. and then there's going to be people, people that hate what it looks like or they their faction loses and this game sucks. You know, so that, well, that's bound to happen with all of this. But at the end of the day, and I think a lot of people will understand this, you know, rolling out this is just the start of it, but it's also not the pinnacle of everything Alphabot Society. You know, we didn't, we're not going to plant our flag on BBA. There, There's a whole uh, tweet in the post about this being, it, it's an expansion pack and it's tied to that first one, which is the the weapons, the weapons equal BBA. And, and that's a, a gamified experience within this whole gamed culture. You know, and I, I really want to drive that home. And um, I think even Maine Crow, he, he highlighted that because it, it stuck home for him, too. And I was like, OK, perfect. It, it hit home with somebody that, you know, the whole being involved in Alphabot Society is meant to be a gamified experience. It's not like Alphabots or, or uh, BBA is the game and Alphabots is just a side nft project with that game you know it's all under one umbrella and and our intentions going forward is having other expansion packs that have other gamified experiences tied to them so that as a holder of an alphabet there are these ecosystems to play within that is all within the alphabet society ecosystem so yeah i say all that to say just as much as the chapters you know you may not win in one chapter um, decision and, and get the reward but guess what there's gonna be another one so just come back and try it again there it, it'll be a similar thing if bba is not your speed at the end of the day it's something for our community to do and it's something that it can coexist by itself once it's built you know the the season runs automatically as long as people are submitting data to it, it it's going to run and, and spit out the data and the the uh, interface is dynamic like it, it'll it'll be a thing to do aside from the lore when there's something to do there too so you know we're, we're building this ecosystem that constantly has something kind of moving and shaking in it and something for our holders to to be involved in um, you just had to bring up and... the decision huh <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you just all had right, to bring right, up the before, decision uh... yeah and i had my whole like contemplation live on the space wondering if i should change my answer because i could see it just from what you said i don't know what it was but i think it was something you said it just it felt very cynical i'm like i know that i'll be the creators I've, I've been hanging around you guys for a while now you guys would 100 percent shoot her down after like letting her survive for that long but i just didn't want to make the same mistake as i've done in the past and i decided to hold on <laughs> but i was like of course i knew <laughs> actually i forgot to even look back at it but i did i think i did decide in my mind that i wasn't going to change it but yeah of course afterwards i'm like i knew i should have changed it <laughs> yeah oh man and i, I do want to recap the that lore thing towards the end of this in more detail not to derail too far but yeah man that that whole decision-making process for chapter seven was awesome and it looked like a lot of people had fun with it too i saw some stuff in the discord and got some messages from people that were like hey that was really fun it reminded me of chapter two type excitement so thanks for doing that and i'm like okay you're welcome see we're trying to have fun with you guys it's not all super serious and it, it, it's but it's it's under this umbrella and actually this is a good kind of segue into what we're talking about right now is you know bba is is that it that piece of this whole, just as much as the lore and then doing that activation, that, that is its own fun and that's its own game. The lore has its game through its many games, if that makes sense. And then BBA allows you to fight your your 
uh, fellow holders and, and earn some rewards that then unlock things across the board, which, yeah, I can touch on this for a second because we have a whole slide in there about uh, uh, points and rewards. And we've said this a thousand times that it's not P2E and the, the points aren't like a bot coin and you're getting paid out. You know, it, it's a completely just localized currency and and metric of, of performance. But as you earn those things, we're going to unleash or unleash, but <laughs> open up things that uh, you can cash those points in to do. Uh, and that could be abilities within the lore. You know, you could get immunity within a decision or you could, depending on what the decision is at that time, it gives you a specific power. If you uh, have these, this amount of points to cash in to do that, you know, and I've said this from the jump a lot. It, it's like, imagine if you're watching Pokemon back in the day, but what's going on in the, series is going on in your game currently it, it, it's all interconnected and that's the ecosystem that we're trying to build and generate is this one that evolves but at each entry point it affects and uh, works with another entry point within the ecosystem so and, and at the end of the day with us not starting as, with a video game which because i'm in that ecosystem i, I have a google pixel so when i kind of swipe left and look at all my google articles a lot of the stuff I get served up is like NFT articles. And, and then now more lately, it's been the uh, NFT gaming stuff and people dumping millions of dollars into NFT games that nobody cares about. And, you know, that's like a that, that's a big topic. And we're in that ecosystem because at the end of the day, we're we're an NFT project. And right now we're saying we're dropping a game, you know, so uh, I'm sure that we're going to get a little bit of that, um, that backlash, but that's where, and I've said this a lot too, that I think we're, we're approaching it from a slightly different angle of, you know, we're not promising a big video game with a lot of game mechanics and, um, like a lot of overhead that takes a team of people to build and, and then maintain with, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of overhead every month just to just to run all this stuff you know we we started with something tangible that we could do in-house you know that's right up my alley is building web applications and then travis is the artist that he is so with our powers combined you know you you get what this is and you know just as much as pokemon dropped a game boy game in black and white you know 20 plus years ago and then now they have what they have it's a similar ecosystem. You you work with the technology that you have with the, and things that are tangible, um, and then grow it into something bigger. But we didn't want to you know plant our flag in we are NFT gaming. That, that's not what it is. It's that the the project is a gamified experience, and it's it's slightly askew from I think the the mainstream NFT gaming. And oh, I want to own Mario's hat. You know, <laughs> like it's it's not it's not really on that on that tip. Um, but on that token, talking about some some limitations within NFT gaming that I'm sure, um, I mean, not that I'm sure, but we are facing is the idea of limited users. You know, if the only people that can play the game are holders, then you, you've capped yourself. And in our case, that's what, about 3,600 and some change unique holders. But if at most, if everybody had one, you know, you'd have 10,000 and that's still, it's a good size game to have that many people playing in it. But at the same time, if, if you want to be a, a open up to a bigger audience, there's got to be a way for people who aren't holders to come in and play. So th those are hurdles that we're going to have to uh, get over. And we got some various ideas of how to approach that. But at the end of the day, I want to be clear that, you know, this first version of BBA isn't solving that problem. This first version is a, 
is a deliverable to our holders and also a proof of concept that this it, this it adds to the entire gamified experience and it's like all right look at the lore look at bba and now look what we've got coming next and then kind of build those things up in tandem um while while building this foundation of a overarching gamified experience but Right now, you know, the priority is with the community. It's with the holders, with the effort of, you know, creating things that other people would want to be involved in. But I, I just wanted to be clear there that I completely get you. There is the limited user um, hurdle within NFT gaming, and we're aware of it. We're going to cross that bridge, obviously. But the, what's rolling out in a few weeks is not solving that problem. And that's okay. You know, let's have fun with it internally and be able to show this to people that, there are NFT projects that are doing things aside from whatever everybody else is doing right now, as far as like collecting something or um, you get some token that you can cash in for money, like, like the PTE stuff, you know, we, we've, we're on a slightly different tip than that. So um, do you know, yeah. do you know if, if we're the first to do some, I mean, I, I can't say I've studied the industry, but, or know like every game out there, but I'm just thinking in my head, like, I don't really know of another project that has implemented something of this fashion. I don't know if you know. I, I don't want to claim it. No, I don't. I don't think we are. I'm sure there's others. And and to even give you an example, and I've mentioned them a lot too, is and someone I've got my eye on right now is a, a MechaVerse. Um, you know, they they dropped obviously before us. They they dropped almost well over a year ago now, but they. Um, they dropped and they were, they were huge and their floor price was you know above 10 ETH. And then over the past year, while they were building all of the stuff that's rolling out right now, which has been fun to watch, you know, they they experienced a lot of FUD too. And their, their floor price dropped below. It was like 0.25 ETH was like what it was sitting at all for a year after it just came from 10 ETH and people thinking this was going to be the best, the best thing since sliced bread. And their whole thing is we're going to roll out um, this this video game. And they partnered with a video game company and they've been uh, releasing it over these past over the past month. Like in December, we I started seeing a lot of it, but they opened up like a world, uh, their uh, Mecca Citadel, where if you owned one of the NFTs, you, you know, connect with your wallet into core games and then you go into the Mecca Citadel and uh, you can look at your specific Mechas in game and then they've been now teasing and rolling out that, all right, this is where the world is going to take place and you can explore it. But now we're going to drop a new collection with core games called the Mecha drivers. And the drivers are what gonna, are what going to pair with your Mecha and allow you to then play this, um, play this game within uh, core games. So they're doing something like that, but they don't have the whole lore side of it that, that we've got. Um, and not that one is better than the other, but I'm just saying, you know, th there's there's people within reach of kind of what we're doing, but it's been fun to watch them because, oh, and before I lose the thought on it, um, we were talking about it the other week with, with Mecca as the example that with this game rolling out, it'll be interesting to see how, because like I said, their floor price and their floor price has come up a little bit now. It's, it's at about 0.5 ETH or maybe 0.4 and some change. But at the end of the day, if that's what it costs to get a Mecca to play this game. What would justify somebody paying two, three, four ETH for one if they get the same game experience, but their trade, you know, maybe gives them a little bit of a better weapon? Is that experience a fair trade for the thousands of dollar difference in the NFT? 
you know, I, I feel like there's that hurdle that NFT or, or NFT projects that offer gaming are going to have to get over too. is other than if, unless people are treating it as the collectible, they're like, I, I want this one because of the rarity that it is or what it looks like, you know, does that translate to the game experience? Does paying that much of a difference translate to the game experience? And I don't think it does. And I don't think they're trying to solve for that, but that's going to be one of those things that's put on NFT projects uh, who offer gaming is, you know, why would I pay more when I could pay, especially when it's hundreds of thousands of dollars or not hundreds of thousands, but hundreds or thousands of dollars difference, you know, does it justify that much of a, a of a gaming experience? Um, and I'm sure we're going to see that at some point, especially with, with the, the weapons, you know, the weapons have kind of settled, which was a free airdrop by the way. So there is no like, Oh, we're below mint. You know, <laughs> it, it, it is what it, what the, community lets it settle at and whatever that is we're fine with that you know and I'll, I'll be anxious to see you know how people start trading the weapons based on the performance difference it gets you in bba because there is a performance difference but again does it justify the the hundreds of dollar difference for you to have that much of a better gaming experience um so yeah i don't know just something to acknowledge and something that we're we're thinking about is there are these hurdles that we're about to be getting into by rolling out a, a game and i say with air quotes um because at the end of the day it is a game but I, like i said in the tweet it's not a video game so i feel like there's there's that less uh we're not so much at that table we're at this table but at the end of the day we we've got similar um hurdles that we'll have to get over and um it's cool to see what Mecca is doing. I'm watching them closely of seeing how they traverse this terrain. Um, and then, you know, we're going to traverse it in the way that we see fit too. But yeah, I don't know if you talked about it last week or I think it may have been a few weeks back, but I really liked, um, I, I, it was just an idea you threw out there, the implementation around how, um, uh, what's the, what's the game like, like Fortnite, um, more realistic, oh apex Apex, yeah how how they sort of do that and essentially by holding uh an alpha buy you would rather get like the perks of like having a subscription their subscription uh, or something like that i don't know if you who wanted you probably play it but i i don't i really like that that description though yeah yeah and to kind of highlight what that point was because yeah that's still something you know think we're thinking about it's it's a whiteboard idea but um as a way to kind of justify a difference between um well yeah here to get let me take a step back to to set the comparison apex legends is free to play but what and i play it i don't i don't pay for it i've never spent a dollar on apex but i like playing apex and i just kind of earn things as i level up Uh, i'll get points to unlock new characters and, and so on and so forth but what they do is they have the battle pass so you can pay, and I don't even know how much, probably 10, 15 bucks. You pay the 10, 15 bucks a month. And what that gets you, it doesn't get you any more, more characters. It just gets you access to uh, more premier rewards as you level up. Um, so I liked that idea, but obviously not doing a subscription model. It's just, if you help, if you own the Alphabot, you've got access to different rewards than somebody who's just playing and kind of using the Alphabots of somebody else. And I say using with air quotes, cause you're not because i know bali's did something where you kind of like can rent out a player and i thought that was an interesting concept um but in 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 this case it's like 
all the alphabets could be free to play and unlock, but then there's that acknowledgement of who the holder is, but then also the holder could get some uh, rewards and perks and exclusive things by being the holder of those bots in those instances, or just by holding the bot in general and, and continuing to play, you get rewarded in a different way. So yeah. And again, all to the idea of it's a whiteboard idea, but I liked that model and, and kind of took reference of it from apex legends. Um, and which they probably took reference of from Fortnite because that's how Fortnite makes all their money selling skins, <laughs> you know. It, so it's it's on that token of um, you know, what is it worth to the person who's playing, um, and then also giving giving those opportunities to different tiers of player. So th- those those are going to be things that we're going to cross. But at the end of the day, that what's dropping now is holder exclusive anyway. So the holders being able to be involved in this is the is the perk is the utility, and you're you're right there on the front lines and then we grow it from here and um you know you get to see the success in that um oh i had one more (laughs) note on here the note is literally says dookie dash um (laughs) but i'm sure everybody's seen that i kind of wanted to draw this correlation here real quick that um I'm sure everybody's been seeing with the board apes. They're doing their their mini game Dookie Dash. Haven't seen it though. I've I've only heard about it, and I thought somebody was like making a joke just because the name is hilarious. But can you, if for those of that are like me that maybe haven't seen it yet, just heard of it, can you describe it, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For, and that's actually a good point for those who haven't heard. Um, and I, I think the the purpose of it, and maybe we should get Lay and Low in here to to better explain it. He he's he's been playing it for real, but uh, I, I think it's you know it's a skill based game, kind of on the token of Flappy Bird in the sense of your your uh, or the little like your internet is out and you got to play as the the T Rex and kind of get through the see how far you can get. It's something like that, and you're kind of going down a tube and you you have to move and avoid objects and the further you go you know you, your points go up from there and you collect things along the way but the the purpose of them doing it um and this is where I'm kind of sure of this is it's like whoever you play to get these passes in order to to mint something in their upcoming drop which I'm not too caught up on what it is but what I kind of smiled at about it was you know, we did a very super similar thing a few months ago with the Outpost Invaders. You know, it's Dookie Dash isn't the end all be all of Board Apes. It's just a game that they built for their community as a tool to kind of generate interest around the rest of the project. And, um, you know, we did that a few months ago because we're on that same token. So it, it was just kind of it made me smile and was reassuring to know that, like, we're all right, I'm, we're thinking on the same level at, at some point with some high tiered uh, projects. But then on the flip side of that, I get served up articles about Yuga Labs raised $400 million just to drop poop game. <laughs> you know, so they're getting fud at a at a massive level and and people kind of hating like, why aren't you why are you spending time there and not on other side? Um you know, I'm sure there's a similar correlation there of like we roll out these mini games and activations, but we're still aiming with BBA to roll that out too. You know, so I don't know. I just kind of want to acknowledge it to to be like there are correlations there, and and how people are navigating in the NFT space, it, it is still based around what can you provide to your community for for fun and entertainment and and hype and and just anything that kind of. Uh, feeds into a web three brand and and what that means and it's fun to see even big projects down to little projects like us 
um, are, are wanting to provide experiences to people. That's kind of the nature of the game right now is uh, experience. There's also, again, the whole other token of the, the financial side, people trying to get onto the NFT that'll then rise in floor price for them to then sell it and, and make their money. You know, I don't think we'll ever get away from that um, because it's the nature of the game too. But at the same time, you know, it, it's cool to see uh, companies like Yuga Labs with their reach and their big projects doing kind of fun interactive experiences like like that too. I think that was a great correlation, honestly, very much the same. And I'm watching it right now. Yeah, I don't think it looks that that bad. It looks actually kind of fun. But um, but do you know? I don't know. Once again, this is me not knowing too much about it. But do you know? Because I know they had some type of passes that were trending for a while on OpenSea. Did you need one of those passes to actually play the game? Because I would say that would be the only difference is that we got to play for free. <laughs> yeah, that that's where I don't exactly know. At first, I thought you played in order to get those passes, and depending on the score that you got, you got a specific tier. Uh, but I may be wrong. Um, you you may have already had to have those passes, and then you get that ability to play. Um, yeah, that's where I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, and in our case, like anybody could have played it, but it was the the holders that got rewarded, obviously. And you know, you can still go and and play it now. You know, it's just a little fun experience to to be a part of this bigger experience and yeah i don't know i just thought that was cool when they rolled that out um i was like there you go see it is fun to just kind of build these little mini games but in their case they probably spent a lot more money and a lot more time than we did (laughs) you know again us it just took three weeks and a little bit of elbow or finger grease but um yeah yeah just a fun little correlation and yeah uh, uh junior or spicy if you got any uh, notes about NFT gaming, maybe we could discuss. Those were kind of a lot of mine. Is like the limited users, people like justifying the difference between a floor price one versus you know one that's 10x the floor price. Why would you pay that difference to have the same gaming experience? Um, and then yeah, uh, the difference between like building a video game versus building a whole gamified ecosystem. Um, those were kind of some big points with within the space that we're kind of entering now, you know, being we're rolling out BBA, we're going to be getting a lot of those, uh, those questions or, or seeing a lot of those hurdles that are involved in rolling out a game inside of the, the web three space. Yeah, I mean, uh, overall, I'd say I've seen I've seen, I mean, the only other things that I've seen is, is people actually using skins as well as a way of like the NFT for itself is a skin within the game. Like all the characters were the same. Well, there's going to be five different characters, but um, the, what you were really paying for, there was 20,000 of this collection, but what you were paying for was um, the character's skin essentially. And there were different levels from, from I believe common to legendary and four in between or three in between. So, but what what I have at least personally, I've enjoyed about some of the the more premier games out there is the lore that's behind it, and and sort of what they're building. Um, but now correlating it to the Alpha Boss, I thought it's been pretty really interesting because we've already sort of built out that lore, and most of the community is in, in you know ingrained with that lore. But anyone coming in can also you know, essentially catch up because we're not done yet. Um, so it's it's interesting to see how we've built it in this way, where we've already built some some a background and stories to the characters, versus you know a lot of uh, from what I'm seeing so far, they're um, starting at the ground level with the game, 
building a story around it. So I think it's a u- unique perspective and take that we're bringing to the mix because there, like you said, there's so much for somebody to come into the ecosystem and learn and, and play, you know? So, so yeah, I, I think, I think the way we're doing it, whether it was planned to be specifically like this or not um, has been very much different from what, I, what else I've been seeing out there. And I think uh, it's going to be refreshing for new users thousand percent and you you said something there that kind of triggered a thought in my mind that um just on the same token as some people or or some projects that are saying they're going to build out this big game and then it it is like a video game that they're trying to build it's the same token of people that are like we're gonna build a or we're gonna create a an animated movie and they feel like the jump is nft project animated movie on netflix it's like there, there's got to be in between just as much as we can't just drop in okay big intense fighting robot game <laughs> it's like no that, that does, you could blow your whole budget um so uh, that was kind of our approach with the lore is you know uh tangible stuff that we can roll out with our ability and then doing it with some frequency to to build it up and have that proof of concept that then, cause right now, and I, I drilled this home last week, but I'll say it again, you know, an hour, 15 minutes and 47 seconds of Alphabot lore on YouTube. You know, if we consolidate that into one video and take it as a, as a pitch to all these production houses, it's already put together. It's not like, here's a script I wrote. It's like, no, here's the story. Here's what these characters look like. And here's how an audience has interacted and engaged with that story and then also manipulated it. You know, it, it's a much bigger or much better uh, pitch to to companies that can actually help us grow it into something big like that. Because if we were to try to make a big animated film, there goes the whole budget. If we were to try to make a big game, there goes the budget. And our, our the name of our game right now is, is building this brand and with with tangible uh, deliverables that we can actually bring and then show that that it works show that there's interest and show that there's this also idea of tying nfts to um a real-time community game experience not like a i'll log into xbox live and catch a few games of call of duty it's like no you gotta be involved with the lore in real time and then there's a specific day and time when certain like when a bba game is going to happen or when a chapter decision is going down you know it's it's a real-time experience and there's there's a lot of production that could go into it if if it were broadcasted to a bigger level um but you know that's not our job to solve right now our job to solve is showing the proof of concept and showing how engaging all of this can be with the level of quality of work that that we can produce right now and, and go from there. So I don't know, me and Travis had a big heart to heart about this the other day and just got a, got a fire in our stomach about, you know, we've got so much potential. Like it's, it, it, it falls where it falls right now because of the nature of how people feel about cryptocurrency and NFTs. But our idea is not at all like dumb. (laughs) It's not a dumb idea. There, there's a lot of intention behind it, a lot of passion behind it. Um, and, and there's a real route to grow here um, if, if we just stick to the pace. Because right now it, it is an endurance thing or a stamina thing. Who's going to take all that money that they got at Mend and who's going to make it, who's going to stretch it the furthest? You know, there's there's that mentality. Um, but, you know, from our standpoint, we're just, we've are we've seen this from the time that we started it a year ago. We, we've known where we wanted to get to, and it's cool to see it come to life over these past few months. Um, 
but there's still like more to deliver on and more to put out there. And, and we really believe in this whole concept. It's not, it is, it's based in this project, but the idea of a gamified experience with a community using NFTs as the medium, you know, there's something there. It's, it's more than half baked idea. It's not quite, it's not quite done yet either, but it's, uh, I believe that there's, there's something there that's worthwhile and it'll, it's going to stick more than it's already sticking as long as we keep to it. And this could be more of like a blue sky approach type of uh, question, because I, as you were saying that, it just really reminded me of like a universe as well that Alphabots is building or like a franchise outside of a brand like this. Like earlier when you were talking about it, um, like Mario, and I was just picturing like kids like with Alphabots on their lunchboxes, you know, I, like I really see see the story and just the lore developing to that point once, you know, it catches on to the right folks um and and they see all the assets that are already there like i just i just believe that so so my question was like now that i'm like starting to to vision these different ways of entering the society or the universe based on like thinking like star wars with the games and the movies and and the books you know um and like the little series now based on like individual characters that's how i kind of see this playing out but yeah like i guess like after this is probably thinking way too far ahead but in in an ideal world because maybe we can manifest it out with a group of us here right um like what what do you what do you see the alphabots turning into like do you like like is it is it also like going into like a metaverse maybe i'm seeing like you know you walking around with your alphabots in a metaverse world or something it's like hey let's go check in the bba you know strolling over with my alphabot you know spicy to my right and we're like hey let's go let's go check out the bba arena this is almost like 2k funny people that play 2k online and then it's like oh no let's let's go check out the new chapter in the in the theater or something you know i'm just i'm just seeing this world build out i don't know if it's a metaverse or but i think Think we're doing so much in web 2 or, or irl as well that i just see it like expanding in so many different ways but if we could if we could dive into the mind of cody for a second of like what you may have seen in the future for the project well what would that what, would, what does that look like Ooh, deep question um well i, I want to start off by saying with, with the whole metaverse topic uh that, that that's going to evolve with however it's it's going to evolve because I know that was a big hot topic a year ago and, and people imagining walking through somewhere as their PFP and and you know that that sounds cool I guess but again does that justify buying the NFT just to walk around this this world and the fact that everybody's making different metaverses it's not one whole metaverse yet so I think the whole metaverse topic is is a ways away that it's not anything that we're super preparing for but. Uh, we said this from the jump that with the name of the game and the metaverse being 3d and we came out the gate as 3d, all of our uh, PFPs are already 3d models, you know, whenever, whatever that ends up being. And whenever that time comes, we're already prepared for it. So um, it, our whole mindset, or at least my mindset uh, is I'm not focused on metaverse right now. Like I, I kind of got that, uh, that word out of my mind because it's, it's not tangible, at least for the next few years, you know, somebody's got to do it the right way. And, you know, Facebook's got their idea of the metaverse, but it's work related. And then Yuga Labs is doing other side, which at the end of the day is, is a, it's a like World of Warcraft. It's a video game, um, but it's, it's a metaverse in its own right. Um, 
So I don't know. I, I, but I did want to start off by saying that like metaverse stuff, we'll just see what the word metaverse ends up being when it gets there. But just know that we're already in the place to plug into whatever that is because we're, we use, we have 3d models of everything that we do. It, it's a 3d model. It's not a 2d graphic. Even these, you know, these 2d, uh, or the still pictures that you see, like even in the thread of the Alphabot jumping, coming down on another Alphabot, that's a 3D scene. We just took a picture of it from that one perspective. So, you know, at the end of the day, all of our assets are Web3 ready whenever and however that that manifests. But um, as far as where do I see it going, kind of on that, to- and, and I want to acknowledge this too, because I know it sounds fantastical when you say... Um, uh, like uh, the next Pokemon or the next Star Wars or the next um, what Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, whatever you want it to be. I read a funny thread the other day. Uh, somebody kind of he, he kind of put his like realistic hat on with with NFTs and Web3. And he's like, you got a lot of people that are like they want to be the next Marvel and, and have all of these things. But ninety nine point eight percent of those people are not going to do that. And, you know, that would mean odds are we're in that percentile and I don't want to, you know, aim or at least say like, yes, we're going to those heights because I don't know. That's not, that's not as tangible either, but the, what are the tangible routes is, and this is something that was me and Travis had kind of talked about in our heart to heart the other day was, uh, you know, every we've, we've been nose to the grindstone for this past year with, with content, you know, delivering the lore and, and, showing this world off from a lot of different perspectives, like from characters that are going through trials and tribulations and then from little mini games that allow you to kind of play as these characters a little bit more and then decisions that give you insight on, on other things within the world. Um, But we're not, but we haven't really like pushed it out to a wider audience yet in web two format. And I say web two meaning just, modern like modern formats when you see a lot of partnerships happen with um cartoons or games or anything like that they partner with other brands to do activations or roll out exclusive products uh or (laughs) because i don't know if i'm too old for this uh reference but if you guys remember having the nokia cell phones and then you'd go to the mall and they've got all the phone cases for the nokia phones but you had to like pay the licensing for dragon ball z or the licensing for pikachu or or whatever to make all of those phone cases to to then sell in that format you know that that's where my mind's at right now is kind of um all right we've we've built a a storyline we've built a world that you can interact with so now how do we approach um brands and not like collaborations with other other nft projects i feel like there's still room to do that but thinking beyond that a little bit it's like how do you approach these other brands um and not and take netflix out of it for a second too like we don't even have to go netflix level yet it's just brands that you can approach and do collabs with to then just get get it because that's how the adoption of NFTs is going to happen over the next few years is suddenly people are just going to have NFTs and they didn't even know when it happened because they're like, oh, I just picked this up at this point and now I have to use this to do this. You know, we'd want to be in that token of, you know, we we are at these uh, like video game events and doing an installation or we are at uh, fashion shows and did like a collab piece that is a part of the show, but it's Alphabot's kind of showcasing the the whatever from what are they called uh kid future there's like a clothing brand in in new york i think they're called kid future um 
I forgot what they're called off the top of my head. But yeah, I think you I think you get where I'm going with this is my my short term vision of where we're going with this is consolidating the brand into digestible like this teaser for bba is going to help and then the teaser for the lore is going to help um and then kind of showcasing the the project um with all of the things that we've put together and our audience will then allow us to approach brands to do more real world collaborations to and go from there because i think that's 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 the the next step the tangible next step it isn't all right, we're now going to approach Netflix, you know, from right now to approaching Netflix. That's, you know, we're going to get shot down. So it's, yeah, I, I think I'm beating it in the ground now, but yeah, where, where I'm going is consolidate the brand, approach other brands and, and expand outward with what we're still doing. Cause we still have our interest, but this is a way to introduce people to NFTs that doesn't sound scary. And that doesn't sound like investing. It's, it's, you know, something to be a part of. Uh, just as much as people buy Supreme stuff, not because it's they need a functioning sweater. It's like, no, they want that sweater because it, it the allure around that and the brand around that. If they just needed a sweater to keep them warm, they'd go to whatever, Target, H&M. But, you know, they, they want that brand because of what comes behind it. So we want to be, you know, in that token of uh, how do we partner and get our word out there to be that brand that people want to be a part of the drops that we do whether it is digital or physical um, and go and then go from there. So, yeah, I, I think that that's my answer. <laughs> love it. Love it. So I, I got nothing. That was, that was mainly it. Just wanted to get inside the head, but I, I do agree. I think like um, one of the things around just like licensing and, and seeing it as a brand that, we can now go out and create our own, you know, individual brands with the Alphabots and, and watching it grow in unison. Yeah. I personally am a fan of that spicy. What's up? So Cody, you guys keep talking about how everything's already 3d and everything like that. Will there ever be a time where you and Travis are okay with allowing the community access to those 3D files so that way they can do with as they please. Because uh, we, we actually have had this conversation, well, not me and you personally, um, but uh, a lot of uh, the people I hang around with when we were messing around with Spatial were wondering those same things so that way we could potentially upload them into our Spatial spaces and have like cool, like little, make them like dance or do something cool in Spatial or whatever 3D aspect we plan to use them for. So will there ever be a time where they get released to the community and the holders that have them? Yes, and I'm actually glad you said that because that brought me back to something I meant to say earlier uh, when we were talking about the BBA stuff. So uh, let's see, how do I approach it? Yeah, so with, with BBA dropping, you know, that's also our first step into having this this dashboard that we've talked about a few times too of, you know, having that better user experience within uh, Alphabot Society. And we've seen this already with some sites that you can go and connect with your wallet and then you can view your assets with that project within their interface. You know, we we want to do that same thing, but that's where we also want to have like the um, the lore decisions so that we can have more interactive voting and, and things like that as opposed to doing it in Discord. You know, Discord has been a, a Band-Aid to kind of use until we get to that point. And then it's like, all right, log into Alphabots. And you can either go play BBA or you can go to the lore section and, and 
put in your vote and there's a more uh it, it looks more like our brand so with that yes when when that rolls out as far as that dashboard which i don't want to go into too much of it right now because that'll be a big topic once bba rolls out um but there's already been a lot of things put in place for it there will be um that section of like my assets and then yeah you could have the download the high resolution jpeg um but then yes we want to offer the 3d models as well uh, because that that can extend the ip and we, and we i talked about that a little bit too of i saw somebody a few months ago that they used their board ape as their brand as a personal chef and they had to um they had to hire an animator to kind of look at that um that board ape and then make it in 2d and then actually do the video um so there, there was that slight disconnect but in our case with us being 3d and then being able to offer the 3d files you can we can then give that to our holders as a part of the ip to then build it in their brand as they see fit it's like here's your rigged uh 3d model of your alphabet and each one that you have and then do with that what you will you already own the artwork the you know the the piece that you bought but then now you've got the the 3d model and can and can expand and do more with that so Yes. To answer your question straight. Yes. We, we do plan to offer the 3d models. That's fantastic. Uh, I mean, I know me, myself personally, I'm excited. I think I'm most excited about being able to see what my, uh, Alphabot's legs look like for the first time. <laughs> but it's funny that you say that. Cause when we did the, um, the pieces from the infected campaign where there was those 10 infected bots, um, when we were looking at them, I was like, it's funny seeing these bots from this perspective because some of them look fat. <laughs> Travis was laughing. He was like, that's just, yeah, that's just what it looks like from this angle. Um, and I remember that being a big thing a few months or uh, after we had dropped and there was, had only been the profile shot. And then we started making content where you could see their face. That was a big thing. It's like, oh, their legs. You can see their legs. <laughs> I just realized what the next drop was going to be. <laughs> It's gonna be legs. What? Up <laughs> <laughs> about legs, baby. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> um, here I've got I've got one more note. You know, I don't need this to be another uh, almost two hour space. We can you know keep it around an hour. But th there was one other point I wanted to say, and then I'll lob it up to anybody if they had any last things that they wanted to to chime in there. But um, yeah, going back to that twitter thread i read the other day about the and I, man i wish i saved these things or uh so i can at least acknowledge the person because the thread was really good but he was kind of talking the the overarching idea was talking about the the adoption of nfts uh into the, like the mass uh like a lot of people so um one of the things that he said he's like the future is not these thousand dollar nfts like there there will be projects that have that that the that's what it costs to get those because of the collectible that it is just as much as, you know, there's artists that are super exclusive and their pieces are really expensive. And then there's the guy that he makes a lot of pieces and sells them for 20 bucks. You know, there, there's different barriers of entry within, you know, normal art like that. Uh, there needs to be more of that in the NFT space. Oh, this was him talking by the way, but um, yeah, he's like, I don't see the future of it being, thousands of dollar nfts for people to join these uh communities in these collections it, it would be like the more affordable route but then also 
um, there, there's more that comes behind it than just the, the status symbol because the people who are getting the ones with a lot of money right now are not kids for the most part or or the average person they're they're crypto bros or people with a lot of money that are are paying these tens of thousands of dollars just to have that that credibility and say that they spent that much or show that they spent that much or or be what that is within that community but the mass adoption is going to come with the more um, affordable entry price and more relatable product offering um and, and i thought that was I thought that was interesting to read. You know, I, I think about this and obviously within our space, I'm like, how do we, um, how do we get more people to, to come into it? But if that's the name of our game is, is having a brand, you know, there is the exclusive route that if it, and don't get me wrong, if the floor price for an alphabet was $10,000, awesome. That's really cool. You know, that, and that's a, that's a, a that's a metric of, um, like how well that project is respected amongst its community. So it's possible. And yes, that could be a thing. Um, But at the end of the day, the the going forward in the future, that's probably not going to continue to be the biggest trend is that all of these projects are tens of thousands of dollars. Cause if that was the case, you know, what, what sort of marketplace would you have and what sort of ecosystem would you have if everything is, is of that tier? Um, so yeah, I don't know. J- just something to kind of lob up to you guys as well as a yeah, just nugget to, of to to piggyback off of that. Um, so the, the the one game I was referring to that's fairly new is called Universe, and that was it. it was, it's the one that I believe is going well, already has over a hundred thousand NFTs in its collection. Right, that just sounds ridiculous. Um, but the what we're going for the skins though. Right now there's twenty thousand, and I believe each character in their lore or whatever that's coming out. Is also going to be twenty thousand, and and so by divvying it out into that, because from what I saw, they're essentially um, building it out with the end in mind, right? Like having of have like maybe you do need the NFTs, but there's going to be over a hundred thousand of them that you can you know hold on to to play. I don't know what the average of my players are online for like the top game right now or not, but I think like like w- what you just said there because. Their their common NFTs are going for like a dollar. The collectibles are under a dollar on Polygon, um, and then obviously as you get to the more rare skins, it, it goes up in price. But it was interesting to see like that sort of deviation of the skin, so it makes it very much accessible. And the skins don't actually give you any perk; you just look better, right? Um, so there are some perks of that, but <laughs> for for those that care, <laughs> but yeah, I I do agree that I I do see it especially in gaming to make it more accessible and maybe if you do need an NFT, um, having a wide collection that you know people can jump in for a dollar, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to add add on to that. Yeah, good good note on that. Too. And it's, yeah, it's on that same token of you know that's where things are evolving. We we saw the big hype. Um, you know, the end of 2021 going into 2022 was, you know, NF- NFTs, just generally NFTs. And the it's like, well, what is that? It's like, well, this one's worth $100,000. And you're like, what? All right, I guess I'll buy this one and see if it goes to $100,000. You know, like that was kind of the, the notion. And then through the summer this year, when everything kind of trailed off, the people that are still hanging around are, are, are aware of how all of that work not every project's going to be a hundred thousand dollars and and they're going for the 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 quick jumps like all right i'm going to buy it at this and then i'm going to sell it at this and so nfts during that time were kind of treated as um you, you know you got to scrounge to to make your money 
because that's what the purpose of the NFT is, is to make you money, you know? And then now I think going into the future, it's going to shed that a little bit. There will still be that side of it, like NFTs as a medium to, to buy and trade and make money. You can do that 100%, but, but there are also NFTs that are purely collectibles. And then there are NFTs that are tickets into uh, a specific experience. You know, you're, we're going to start to see, different uh ways to use nft technology but coming from a not so recent or not so long ago past you know nfts were just seen as a money maker when people had different visions of what nfts would be um and, and you know now it's that time to kind of establish like all right i'm planting my flag on this side of it and you can go over there if you want staking and tokenomics you know so and, and that's that's going to be the future of it is the what is your entry point? Because at the end of the day, the average person isn't going to spend even for a video game like Call of Duty. What they how much do you pay for a game now? Like 60, 80 bucks and you get a whole experience and then you could probably take it back to GameStop and they'll give you five bucks, <laughs> you know, so you don't buy Call of Duty because you think you're going to make money off of the, the game. And I think that there's a lot of projects that are doing that right now it's like you, you buy it and we're going to deliver these things and if if that is more valuable to people and it goes up great but at the end of the day that's on them to decide we're not we're not trying to push bring the floor price up bring the floor price up because that's what we care about it's like no we're delivering on this experience that that is what you bought into not not all of that so um yeah i don't know i, I thought it was a, a good notion in his in his thread to kind of uh to make that clear, like the, the future of NFTs is probably not everything being tens of thousands of dollars. It, it's got to be a, a, a entry price that is affordable for what you're offering, as opposed to the status symbol that that it carries right now. Um, I agree. 100% agree. Yeah, I put out a, 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 I don't know if it was a thread or a post, but it was like, this is just my opinion. I was like, I think the future of NFT gaming is not P2E, but rather, you know, projects um, bringing value to their actual PFPs and then them actually doing things with it because they have maybe upgraded that character. They've, you know, spent time on it. They've, they've been able to do something unique that now, like, it's personally stands out from for, from the rest. Like, I think something you talked about in the past about BBA is that, is that like, each, each NFT or each uh, Alphabot is going to have, like, its own essentially, like, record. Uh, you know, but based on how it's done in BBA, so so potentially, like I don't know if this is still the case or not, but you know, an Alphabot that has been undefeated within a BBA may be seen as higher value than one that you know goes in there and is you know running around with this with this baby knife or something. <laughs> I'm coming in with the blasters, guns blazing, baby. <laughs> yeah, and I'm actually glad you you said that because i could kind of uh end off with that notion but i don't I, I can't say too much about um you know how how that's going to play out yet because that's going to be on the landing page in more detail but uh yeah i'm, I'm actually kind of glad that you remembered that that we we're have the idea of stats being tied to the bots not necessarily the, the holder so that the the individual bots have now kind of a new metric of value. There is the the rarity and the traits that come along with it. And for those who want to collect because of that, then great, there's that metric. But then within BBA, the bots have different stats 
as it relates to how they battle. So that could be a metric of value uh, for people as well. So, um, yeah, I, and it's kind of funny that you remember that. I, I think I only said that like one other time before. But, um, yeah, that that's still the, the case. And I'm going to go into more detail on that uh, on the landing page that comes out. But then also you know, we'll talk about it more in the space once all of those details come out again. But, um, yeah, good, good point because, yeah, that's how – it's providing a different angle of, of value um, other than what, what we consistently see of like, what does the rarity table say? Oh, this one's four or uh, ranked number four. I'll spend $20,000 on it. But if it's ranked 2000, you're not getting more than 60, <laughs> you know, it's like, that's, that's how you value things with, with NFTs. I, I get it. I completely get it. You know, it's the same thing with beanie babies or any other sort of collectible. If there's rarity to it, then, there's value to it. So yeah, I, I completely get it, but I didn't want that to be, you know, our, our only metric and then floor bot or bots that's ranked 10,000 is basically seen as useless, but in BBA it's ranked number seven and you're like, okay, we'll see. Uh, he may be a little dirty and dusty, but look at him. He's a scrapper. <laughs> you know, there'll, there'll be that uh, kind of idea behind it. Um, but yeah, we are, we are quickly approaching the hour and a half mark. I was hoping to, hold it at an hour like i normally do but you guys get me going and i just go on tangents so but but i think we we did cover a lot in this and i wanted you know the overarching point of this space to be you know around bba and nft gaming and how we fit into it but also some of the hurdles that come uh, that come with the territory and then how we may approach those things so um yeah i hope that kind of gives a, a better perspective and i know a lot of these things we have to repeat a lot for people to to let it sink in but um the notion of us creating this gamified experience not a not a, a game you know we're not planning our, our our flag and our video game will, will be the next big thing because at the end of the day what we're not making is what we're making is not a video game you know we're, we're just creating a vehicle to use within our entire gamified experience and um I think that that thread, you know, it hit home with Maine Crow. He, he saw it. It was just like, yes, see, it, it's a brand with experiences within it. It's not the deliverable. So, um, yeah, I felt like that that could be a whole topic on this uh, Thursday space. And I uh, hope you guys got some value out of that. Um, but, yeah, so as we like I said, as we roll into the, especially next week, there's, there's more coming out, um, BBA related, um, that, that landing page is going to be coming out real soon along with the teaser. Uh, we're going to get that teaser over to crypto.com and they're throwing some marketing dollars behind it. So it, the, the time is upon us guys. Like we're, we finished chapter seven, we're rolling out BBA and then we're going into chapter eight. So we, um, we're, we're continuing to move. And I looked at the calendar today. It's already almost the end of January. I was like, dang, we've been going all January. <laughs> we had to drop our chapter, do that two week activation, start teasing and rolling out BBA. You know, we're, we're, we're taking 2023 by the balls. That's for sure. And, um, so just stick around, pay attention, um, and, and check in on, on these spaces. I try to talk as, as often as possible. And now these are recorded. So if, if you're out of touch or you're talking to somebody who's a little bit out of touch, um, send them over here. We, we talk about it. Everything's out in the open. And, you know, earlier I laid out our entire marketing rollout plan for BBA. So, so nothing's a secret. Um, and if but, you can yeah, do Twitter, you can find it on Apple podcasts, Spotify, I think even Google now. So no excuses, people. <laughs> 
no excuses. Yeah, we, we've we've got the info, we've got the content, we've got the utility. It's all it's all here. Just come hang out and check it out. But um, yeah. Again, I appreciate everybody being here. Um, and yeah, you'll see some more stuff come out over the next few days. Oh, and shout out to Landlo. I saw you came out here or showed up here at the end. Uh, feel free to catch up on the recording. You missed out on a lot of the good info, but <laughs> you caught the tail end of it. Um, all right, later, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Man, I don't know about you, but I am excited for BattleBot Arena and to crush some bot skulls, especially the naturalist. Jay Walker, we're coming for you. That army is going down. It is right around the corner, people. So get your weapons ready. Dust them off because we're going to war. See you next time on NFT Chats with the Apple Bots.